The staid sounds most associated with the Burton Tower on the campus of the University of Michigan are the quarter-hour Westminster chimes. Burton Tower Carillon, the 53-belled instrument, which makes the tower more than a landmark or timepiece. Over the next few minutes, the character of the tower, its carillon, its world-famous carillonneur, and those who listen will be sketched. Saturday morning is a busy time at Burton Tower. On a recent Saturday, we asked Bill Deter, a student of the Carillon here at the university, what he thought was the status of the Carillon today. It's growing at a very low point in the 19th century. And now, in the present century, a lot more Carillons are being built. More people are learning to play. Uh, the range of the bells goes from 12 pounds to 12 and a quarter tons. So like uh, up here, the lightest valve is very easy. You can play with your little finger. So as you get into the heavier bells, it does get heavier. Usually the about the bottom six, eight, ten bells, we usually play on the pedals because you can put the whole weight of your body behind it. It's easier to play and to control. When is the tuning actually done of the bell? Is it after it has cooled? And right. They will uh, cast the bell and after the metal has hardened uh, and cooled down, then they put it on a giant lathe, and you can see the insides of all the bells have been scraped out. This is what they do. They go around and scrape it out, and depending on which part of the bell they scrape out and how much, this will give it its pitch and its tone. Uh, there are several uh, foundries in Europe, the, the Taylor Company, of course, in Loughborough, England, that made our carillon. There are two foundries in the Netherlands, and there's a French foundry. These are the main ones. There are a few in this country, but they're too new. Uh, this has been an art that has been worked on and developed and improved upon and then passed down through the families and kept a secret within the families. That interesting happening last Saturday, actually these two French tunes, they're little children's songs. And one of the French professors from campus was up here, with, or heard them, and he had his children along, and so they came up to the tower and asked to hear them again, and they were singing along in French. You never know what's going to happen on Saturday.
After hearing Bill play Le Roussel, we asked for reactions from the tower visitors. Well, I think it's <laughs> quite a physical accomplishment as well as musical. It looks like it takes quite a bit of work and energy. I, I've never heard him before, right? something else. He's tremendous. <laughs> I think it's spectacular to come here unexpectedly and hear such nice music coming out of the tower. It's beautiful. Oh, I think it's really, you know, really beautiful. Yeah, I'm very astonished that somebody has to play it by hand. I thought automatically. What do you think about the combination of physical strength and talent that appears to be required? Yeah, it's really amazing how he has to work on this. <laughs> uh, a fast, lively piece, you cannot go on for 10 minutes probably have to carry you out of the tower <laughs> or you you spend all your en energy on that and that's all it's the same with a pianist concert pianist cannot play a full hour of gargantuan pieces he would just spend everything he had by the way professor price is the one who has written just hundreds and hundreds of compositions and arrangements for the carillon he is considered the authority in the field of carillon and everything associated with the bells at least in the western hemisphere and many uh, important people in the field in Europe uh, continually correspond with him for suggestions and advice. He's quite well known throughout the world in this field. And right now he's uh, writing probably the authoritative book on bells and everything associated with it. In his office, Professor Price spoke with easy authority about the carillon. In, in Burton Tower, do they have any um, mechanical operations? For example, uh, that answers your question. That's the mechanical operation, the quarter-hour chimes, and that's just the simple four-note chime in Westminster quarters. There's nothing else. All the other uh, times that the bells are rung, they're played by hand. We think of instruments uh, being, first of all. Uh, played by hand and then there being some uh, machine invented to do it the carolyn's history is really the reverse of that because it grew out of the chiming clock just what you you heard a few minutes ago and uh, then when uh, the number of bells in the chiming clock was increased to, to cover a musical range due to the skill of low country's founders why, uh, then they added a keyboard to it so it could be played by hand as well. And, and with the uh, uh, decrease in the need of tower clocks, because everyone has watches nowadays, why uh, the chiming of the clock is not of very much importance, but the playing by hand has taken over to be the real importance. Where's the best place, actually, to, uh, to enjoy the, the music to its fullest? There's so much traffic around the tower now, much more than there used to be, so that the number of sites are limited. The best place, I would say, would be the roof of the Rackham building, where there's an outdoor terrace, or the top deck of the Thayer Street parking lot, where you can go up and sit in your car and listen. Timekeeper, landmark, or bell tower, 
Burton Tower clearly makes its aesthetic contributions to the University of Michigan. Bill Deter here plays Carillon Study No. 7 by Percival Price. Tower, a character study, was produced and written by David Ball, Marshall Katzman, and Jay Lindquist.